0: Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetieraTalkShow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. excited to welcome this week's tiara talk show guest tony award-winning actress and singer betty buckley to the show welcome betty Hi, Tammy. Nice to talk to you. I, I cannot tell you how excited I am to have you on the show. Um, I'm such a big fan of 1776 and also some of your other roles that you've done in the past, including Eight is Enough. I used to watch that all the time with my mom. So uh, it's so wonderful to have you on the show. I, I thought we'd talk a little bit about your beginnings um, entering into the entertainment industry. And, and What was one of your first roles that you got to work on, it, whether it be TV or on stage? Uh, The first show I did was 1776,
1: which I got my first day in New York City. Um, An agent had signed me when I was a junior at TCU in Fort Worth, Texas. I was a guest entertainer at the Miss America pageant, so I was on television, and they asked me to fly to New York and um, audition for this big agency, which I did, and then uh, he signed me and... Um, got me to come to New York. And my first audition that he um, sent me out on was for the role of Martha Jefferson in 1776, which I got my first day in the city. And it was the big hit that spring in New York. And then I went on to do um, Promises, Promises in London. Then I came back into 1776 for a while. I was in Pippin on Broadway. My first film was Carrie. And my first uh, as the gym teacher, Miss Collins, and my first TV show was 8 Is Enough*.
0: And I have to mention that Martha Jefferson has her own show-stopping number. He plays the violin, and that song. I'm I'm also a performer, but I feel like that song is so difficult to sing at some points, especially after you do a big dance with uh, William Daniels, who played uh, John Adams. Um, how would you prep for for roles like that would that would require so much power in the vocals?
1: It was kind of natural to me from the time I was 11 years old, I had a really big voice uh, um, that, you know, I was in church choir, they always put me on the back row and told me to blend in, and then my mother took me to see my first musical when I was 11 at our local theater, Casa Manana, which is a very prestigious regional theater, and I saw a production of Pajama Game with the original Bob Fosse choreography, and I just kind of had this awareness that that's what I would be doing for the rest of my life. So I performed pretty regularly from the time I was eleven, and at fifteen, um, made my theater um, debut in uh, at Casa Manana in the uh, musical Gypsy. I played Dainty June. So it's been a really um, a journey from childhood.
0: And I have to mention, we actually had William Daniels on the show along with his wife, Bonnie. I haven't been able to find too many stories of what it was like to work with that original cast or a lot of footage, but what was your experience like working with that entire talented cast on 1776? They were amazing
1: guys. They were mostly actors who sang as opposed to musical theater performers. And so they were very serious actors. And there were only two women in the show, Virginia Vestoff who played Abigail Adams, and I played Martha Jefferson, and then our wonderful uh, standby was Gretchen Cryer, who went on to write Getting My Act Together and Taking It on the Road. So there were just these three women um, involved with 30 guys, and I was 21 years old, and the um, uh, Howard DeSolva, who played Benjamin Franklin, and Paul Hecht, who played John Dickinson, and of course William Daniels, kind of took me under their wing and told me what I did well and what I needed to learn and where I should go study and they were wonderful um inspiring uh mentors to me so it was a and I, I didn't even know how to dress for cold weather, because I was from Texas. And so they taught me about how to wear a scarf and layering your clothes so you stay warm and how to, you know make sure you have a hat. So it was really funny. They taught me all the basics.
0: Now, you also appeared on one of my favorite ABC Family shows, which is why we're having you on the show, which is Pretty Little Liars. And when I saw you on the screen, I was like, no way. That's eddie i I was so excited you're playing uh hannah's grandmother regina so yeah how did you get the call to audition for this specific role
1: um well the wonderful writer producer um executive producer and oliver goldstick along with marlene king the um producer and writer well they had come oliver had come at my brother's encouragement my brother norman buckley's a TV director, and he's directed many, many, many episodes of Pretty Little Liars. He's one of their main directors. He brought them to a concert I did in Los Angeles, and they came backstage, and Oliver said, oh, you could play Ashley Benson, you know, um, Hannah's grandmother, and Grandma Marin, Regina Marin, and so we were kind of laughing and joking and making up who she might be, and he said, oh, she's a... You know, a rich lady lives on a ranch in Oklahoma, blah, blah, blah. It was really fun. And then a few months later, they called me, and he'd written me this great part. And she's very funny and kind of over the top and says these outlandish things. And so, yeah, I've done a couple of episodes for You Little Liars. It was really a great experience. I loved the girls. And my brother, fortunately, directed the first episode I did for them. I wish they'd bring Grandma Marin back. I think she's a great character. Um, It's exciting to see it move forward five years. I'm excited to see who they'll all become.
0: And since uh, Pretty Little Liars takes place in Pennsylvania, you—we were just speaking off-air about how you are starring in M Night Shyamalan's next film, Split, which will hopefully be premiering in 2017, and you were shooting in Philadelphia. Can you talk a little bit about the premise of the show, or is it still uh, under wraps? I'm at this point, not
1: supposed to tell anything about it. But I—I um, I co-star with James McAvoy, who's a brilliant actor. Of the, uh, he is from Scotland, and is just a wonderful wonderful actor and this is my second movie for M. Night Shyamalan I did his first uh, the other movie I did for him is The Happening um, so it, it was I think about eight years ago nine years ago um, anyway I was very very excited that he decided to cast me in this he said he wrote the part for me which was wonderful and it's a very exciting script I can't wait to see how it all cuts together and he had a, he cast a brilliant cast of people and works with all these wonderful people in Philadelphia area, are his longtime crew members. So it was, a, it was a delight and such a pleasure to get to work with him again. And it's just such a wonderful city, beautiful city, very sweet, and a very creative vibe there. I really enjoyed it.
0: Now, is it kind of like a little bit of deja vu to finally be at the city, kind of tying back to 1776?
1: Yeah, the first time I shot there, when I was working on The Happening, we had about a week off in the middle of our shooting, and so we toured everything in Philadelphia. It was really fun. We went to Independence Hall and saw the Liberty Bell and everything. It was really um, exciting to visit all that, especially having been a part of the show so many years ago.
0: And I have to mention, on your website, www.bettiebuckley.com, audience members, I really hope you guys check out her website. There are lists of her upcoming concerts and workshops. You work with plenty of students and work on different techniques for singing. Can you talk a little bit about how you kind of decided, you know what, I would love to start teaching. You know, I love performing, but I'd love to start teaching what I've been taught in the past and, and what I've learned from my experiences.
1: Well, I've had some brilliant teachers, and I still study, um, I'll I'll always study, and my teachers are responsible for every good thing I've ever done. Um, And so I just feel like it's my privilege and my responsibility to pass along all this beautiful information and the tools that they've taught me, which are pretty fail-proof. They've always served me and my work. And um, so I was first recruited to teach at an acting school when I was about 24 I started teaching a, a musical theater class at that point, along with another uh, colleague of mine who had his own class, and we've all, we've both gone on to be teachers all these years. So I've taught over 40 years. I teach in New York on a regular basis twice a year at the Terry Schreiber School. Um, I'll probably be doing a, another workshop for them this spring and then another in the fall. And then I'm teaching in um, Denver, Colorado, my fifth uh, workshop for them, five years in a row, I'll be teaching in Denver. That'll be announced shortly in uh, early June. Then I'm doing uh, the production of The Old Friends that we did in at the Bay Street Theater. In Sag Harbor, we're transferring that production to Los Angeles to the Amundsen Theater. Um, I might be teaching when I'm in L.A. I'm not sure. I'll have time in my schedule while I'm doing that play. But it's the, the Gray Gardens play, um, a musical about the, uh, the Beals uh Little E.D. and Big E.D. Beal, and uh, we've got rave reviews at the Bay Street Theater, so we're doing that play, but the musical again, this summer in L.A. So that's kind of my, my teaching schedule for now, uh, but usually more classes will fill in during the year.
0: Well, it is on my bucket list to take one of your workshops at some point, so I hope I get to beat you and, and, and yeah, do that. <laughs> I think you'd
1: enjoy it. It's a, it, it's a really great workshop, Tammy. It's, I usually do them in five-day Five-day workshops in New York and five-day workshop in Denver. You're welcome to come
0: to those. Oh, that would be wonderful. It would be a complete honor. It is a complete honor talking to you now. And before we end our our interview, I have three Disney questions. I always ask my guests. I call them the Fab Three. So we'll start with the Donald one, which is, as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to watch in the movie theater? Peter Pan. And our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person?
1: Huh. Oh, yeah, Minnie Mouse. I love Minnie Mouse. When I met her at Disney World, I burst into tears. <laughs> I was so excited to meet her.
0: <laughs> She's the best. And speaking of Minnie Mouse, our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? A
1: dream is where your heart is. or no, what, is it, dream, what is that song?
0: A dream is where you A dream is a wish your heart makes. Your heart makes, yeah. Was... <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you again, Betty, for coming on the show. Listeners, again, Betty's website is BettyBuckley.com. You can check out more information on her workshops and her upcoming appearances. And I hope we have you on the show again to talk maybe even more Disney. We'll hopefully we see uh, Hannah's grandmother on ABC Family very soon. <laughs> Thanks, Tammy. It's great talking to you. All in one. Like my
1: mom says, he deserves to be happy. Happy? What's happy? Cows are happy, and they end up as sloppy joes.